the yeah, building. Oh, All right. A, anyway, okay. um, one of my fans. No one. No one sounds like that. You're right. Um, So here we are at Bike Talk, and um, we got Javier Hernandez from Bike SUV. And you want to introduce your guest? Your guest? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Javier with uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley Program Director. Uh, good morning to all of you listening tonight. Uh, we have a pretty cool show in store. A uh, whole bunch of stuff th- that are going on right now in the San Gabriel Valley. We're going to be filling you guys in. Uh, we got some good guests that we have on today as well. Uh, I also want to introduce the person that's right here to my right. We got Jose Jimenez from the uh, Performance Bicycle in Pasadena, store manager. Jose, step to the mic, man. Give hey. us a little intro. Just want to say hi to everybody here. Um, just uh, want to thank Javier, uh, Pacifica Radio, everybody here, Bike Talk, uh, for having me on the program. So thank you again. Thanks for coming. All right. So what are we doing today? Yeah, all right, man. Yeah, so we got a, we actually got a pretty packed lineup today of some things that are we got going on um, in San Gabriel Valley. We got a couple of guests, uh, a couple of council members, uh, Victoria Martinez from uh, the city of Almani, Violeta Lewis from the city of La Puente. We also have uh, some representatives from Azusa, uh, or Healthy Azusa, Maria Ines Perez, who is going to be uh, joining us as well uh, here at the show. Uh, via an interview on the phone. Uh, we also got some representatives from uh, Caltech Bike Lab in Pasadena. They got some really cool things going on there. We'll be talking about that in uh, a little bit more detail. But uh, let's see here. And then uh, we have, we'll have. we be also calling um, another store manager, owner, uh, Carlos Morales, founder of the Eastside Bike Club. He'll be on the show as well. Uh, and then we'll cool. be wrapping it up after that. So we got quite a Great. bit going on. Yeah, um, Carlos has been on the show a couple a bunch of times calling in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So he, uh, he told me he was pretty familiar with the show and, yeah. you know, he had been on a couple of times. So there's a couple of new things uh, that are, you know, currently brewing up and we'd like to give him an opportunity to kind of let us know what's going on in his side of mm-hmm. things. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a shop now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Stan's Bike Shop in Monrovia. Uh, pretty cool shop, man. A whole lot of stuff going on right now. But... Uh, well, let's see. I don't know. Where do we start, man? I mean, there's so much going on with Bike San Gabriel Valley, and it's all very exciting stuff. Uh, we're pretty pumped up. Uh, been working really hard uh, with a bunch of our volunteers. Uh, this is uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley currently is 100% uh, volunteer-based. Uh, we do not have anybody on paid staff yet. So, I mean, needless to say, it's been a lot of work, and uh, but very exciting times. You know, a whole lot of cool things going on. Yeah. So, how, and how old is your group? Uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley is uh, about two years old, and uh, it was kind of interesting the way things started. Um, It started off, actually, uh, it was a merger 
Um, Bike San Gabriel Valley was a result of a merger from two separate organizations called the West San Gabriel Bike, Bike Coalition and uh, an organization that I had founded called Cyclertopia. Mm-hmm. And so both organizations were based in San Gabriel Valley, just kind of targeting different communities. Uh, Cyclertopia was targeting more like the central San Gabriel Valley, like uh, La Puente, Baldwin Park, uh, South Almani, Almani. Whereas uh, the West San Gabriel Bike Coalition was kind of focusing more on Pasadena, South Pasadena, um, Alhambra, Monterey Park, kind of cities that borderline with uh, the city of L.A. And Mm -hmm. so, I don't know, man, it just felt really natural. Uh, We had a bunch of really cool, dedicated people that were involved with both organizations. And uh, when we eventually ended up meeting on several occasions, we figured that it would probably be a good idea to consolidate our efforts and uh, merge, join forces, and be called uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley. Mm-hmm. So now we represent pretty much uh, that entire region. And did you did you resent having to give up the name Cyclotopia? No, you know what? Because in, in all honesty, when I first started Cyclotopia, um, it started off as a bike club, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was it started at Cal State LA. I didn't have that all that much success uh, recruiting uh, student cyclists there, uh, mainly because it was always hard to get. Uh, first of all, it's a commuter school, so very few people ride their bikes to Cal State LA. Mm. And those that do um, are obviously students and have their own separate schedules. So it was really hard to find a dedicated group of people to ride with or mm. you know, to talk advocacy or anything along those lines. So, um, But my initial intention was uh, to turn Cyclotopia into an education-based program. And uh, so... Now I have other plans for the future once the entire bicycle industry and sector has really developed into an economic boom, I guess you could say, and, you know, hopefully bring it back as a T-shirt company or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe just something that supports Bikes Anchor Rally in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so no, I, didn't have, I didn't resent it at all. Uh, I actually welcomed the change. So, Well, isn't, aren't uh, groups like yours usually supported with memberships? Uh, usually, but ours isn't. I mean, mm-hmm. we do we do obviously accept donations uh, for people that um, for people that uh, obviously are willing to provide them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, we're going after some major grants. As a matter of fact, that's actually one of the things that I wanted to talk to a little bit about. Was um, we're, we recently submitted a proposal for uh, a regional bike plan in San Gabriel Valley? We partnered with five different cities. Uh, we partnered with uh, our our lead partner was the city of La Puente. Uh, South Almani, Baldwin Park, um, San Gabriel, and Monterey Park were our five partners mm-hmm. for uh, this L.A. County Department of Public Health HEAL grant, uh, Healthy Eating, Act- Active Living. And uh, it's a $500,000 grant, $120,000, $125,000 uh, per year. Um, and ultimately, it was to develop a regional bike master plan with those cities. And the cool thing about it is that the county just recently passed, uh, I believe it was back in August, Oh, don't quote me on that. Uh, the LA County, County uh, recently passed their um, their bike plan, and so now this is an our our opportunity to kind of connect all the dots and uh, fill in all the gaps uh, with all those different cities. Because in San Gabriel Valley, it's uh, you got cities, 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 and then unincorporated areas in between a lot of those cities. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this is an opportunity to bridge all those gaps and uh, develop continuous bike route systems throughout the, this, the, throughout the entire region. So, so that's one opportunity that we got. Um, so this is a grant you're applying for, this, this yeah, huge Yeah, it's grant. already been submitted. We're uh-huh. actually, uh, 
we were invited back for, I mean, I call it the Sweet 16 round of interviews. Mm-hmm. So there, originally there was like 98 applicants or mm-hmm. something along those lines, almost 100 applicants. Um, we then got word that we made the round of 37 or 35, 36, 37, something like that. Wow. And then we recently made the round of 16. That's and so only, intense. Yeah, man. It's uh, nail biting for sure. It's wow. very, we're all kind of anxiously waiting to, to see what happens with that. But uh, it's a good opportunity, man. I mean, only eight out of those 16 get funded. So, I mean, the way I see it, we have a 50-50 chance. What other types of organizations are the others? Uh, I know that the city of Baldwin Park mm. also uh, partnered with some other local organizations to do like a safe route to school uh, program. Uh, there was also, if I'm not mistaken, the city of Almani, and I'm not entirely certain what other what other organizations uh, made it to that Sweet 16. So, but I know that in the San Gabriel Valley, there's maybe about two or three of them. We were we were one of them. So. Excited. Well, good luck. When do you find out? Oh, man. We sh- I think we should have found out already. Oh. Yeah. So, so any minute now? Yeah. Hopefully. Oh. Imi- is this the call? I think it is. <laughs> no, I really don't know who this is. Hello? Hello? <laughs> no, that wasn't them. That'd be awesome, though, if we did get word right now <laughs> while we're on this show. Oh, how could we have not have? have we should have arranged it. I know. That would be perfect, man. Um, another thing that we really wanted to talk to, uh, I guess, the public about was uh, our bike train. Um, mm-hmm. Our bike train is a monthly bike ride that we do. It's the last Sunday of every month. Uh, we meet up at Lake Lake at Whittier Narrows, which is in South Almonte. Beautiful park. If you've never been, if you're listening to the show and you know, you're know you ever around in the San Gabriel Valley, highly recommend checking out Whittier Narrows, Lake Lake. It's an amazing park. Lake Lake? Lake Lake. Kind of like your left leg, Two right legs. leg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two G's, L E G G. Ah, and so, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful park, um, very naturally beautiful, and uh, so that's where we meet up every, the last Sunday of every uh, month. And uh, we've been doing this for this is going to be our twelfth month consecutive time uh, that we do the bike ride, and it every month it just continually grows and grows. So mm-hmm. we'd like to invite everybody. It's December thirtieth, Sunday. Um, meet us at Lake Lake. Uh, you can always visit our website to uh, find out exactly the location where you can park or whatever. But we do about a 20 to 25 mile bike ride. Uh, it's very family friendly. We do have any uh, kids as young as eight years old that do the bike ride with us. Um, we have some trained ride marshals, uh, some bike SGV uh, volunteers that help us out mm-hmm. uh, for the bike ride. And, uh, you know, just to help us provide that safety, the monitoring uh, also to provide mechanic work while well, in case someone gets a flat tire, you know, butts, butts their chain or, you know, if someone munches it, we're there to, with the first aid kit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a really fun environment. Uh, we get to see a whole lot of really cool things along the uh, emerald necklace uh, that we ride on. The emerald necklace? Yeah, man. You familiar with it? I am not. Oh, wow. Uh, I've never been on San Gabriel Valley, my man. Is that a string of lakes or something? Uh so or the emerald necklace is a network. Oh, that would be blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, the emerald necklace is uh, is just the name that they gave uh, 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 two river paths in uh-huh. San Gabriel Valley: uh-huh. the Rio Hondo River Path and the, oh, cool. the San Gabriel River Path. And uh, the San Gabriel River Path starts all the way up in the Azusa Canyons, and then you can take that all the way down to Seal Beach if you'd like. Hmm. Uh, but it crosses points or meets up at. Uh, 
Lake Lake. Those two lake, those two river paths meet up at Lake Lake, and that's kind of what makes it uh, so ideal for us is that we could do a perfect loop around mm-hmm. and utilize both of those river paths. It's exactly what we do. It's a class one bike lane, and so there's no cars. Very few people walking or jogging. Every now and again, you'll get a person on a horse, which I just think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just adds to the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a whole bunch of sightseeing going on as well. I mean, you got the El Monte Airport. Um, I think it was back in either March or April. Uh, the El Monte um, Airport had like a had an air show. So that was pretty cool, man. We got to see some classic planes flying above head. While you were riding? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. While we were riding, as a matter of fact, that was one of the highlights of the ride was that uh, we, were, we had a, a stop there so people can go check out the planes. Unfortunately, they didn't do anything uh, too El Toro-ish. I don't know if you remember the El Toro air show. No. Um, well, it's just a bigger, better air show. Oh. Um, bigger airspace. So they were able to do more acrobatics, you know, plane flipping and uh, tumbling yeah. and... You know, all those uh, very dangerous things that they do. But we didn't see too much of that because there's too many residential homes in the area. So, But other than that, uh, that's December 30th, uh, the San Gabriel Valley Bike Train. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you guys all there. Uh, we yeah, do cool. have uh, some of our volunteers that help out with bike mechanics. So, you know, if you haven't ridden your bike in a long time, bring it on down. You know, we'll fix it for you. Uh, get you up and riding that same day. That sounds really great. Yeah, man. Pretty exciting. Um. <clears throat> do you have events often at the set at the bike SGV? Uh, you know what? Recently we have. Um, mm. I mean, we've really made it a point to, I guess, uh, develop a brand name and uh, have be recognized in the community by working with the community. So we've been participating with a whole bunch of a series of events and just kind of like looking back on 2012, um, we added a bike component to. Baldwin Park's annual 5K run mm-hmm. uh, called the Pride of the Valley. And, uh, you know, it's the first time that they've ever done it. They've been doing uh, that race for 18 years. And uh, it wasn't until this recent one that they added a bike ride to the event. So that was pretty cool. We were, we you know, we were, mm-hmm. um, we helped coordinate that and it worked out really well. Uh, roughly about 30 cyclists that came out. I mean, for the first time, it wasn't too bad. Very minimal promotion. Um, we also recently hosted a ride in movie night, uh, back in November, unfortunately, man, uh, it just so happened that we did an outdoor mm-hmm. event at mm-hmm. our, our soon to be fiscal sponsored day one in Pasadena and they have an amazing little park facility there. And it just so happened, man, that it happened to be like the coldest day of the year. Oh. So, you know, riding your yeah. bike uh, at night in the super cold wind uh, is not entirely pleasant or comfortable. So that's too bad. The turnout wasn't exactly what we expected, but nevertheless, it was an amazing evening. I mean, you know, when it gets cold after the rain, normally, uh, you know, you get that crispy, it's clear. clean, cold, clear air. Um, but I thought you said bike in movie. This was a bike in movie. I thought you said. Yeah, yeah. So you bike okay. in, yeah. very similar to that of uh, drive-in theater. Yeah. We set up a big. Uh, we set up a projector with a big gigantic outdoor screen. Uh, we set up a bunch of movies uh, that we had kind of hand selected. Were they bike movies? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. all bike related movies. Uh, so actually, we did shorts. We did short films. Oh. Uh, simply because we didn't want anybody to just kind of have to stick around for a full two right, and a half right. hours to watch one film, you know. And, we, and we've seen all the bike movies already, uh, probably. Right, right? exactly. Right. So we found a bunch of shorts, uh, either YouTube or Vimeo or, you know, cool. online or whatever people that, you know. You got any films. recommendations? 
Uh, let's see. Well, the 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 film that uh, Chicken Leather did, that was pretty what? cool. Which one did he uh, came and showed us some? Uh, it was I mean it's still in raw footage form, but uh, uh-huh. he has a lot of really cool footage. Um, I guess he there was a big bike ride in the city of Pasadena, and uh, the mayor showed up. It was the mayor's ride oh, in yeah. Pasadena, huh. but the mayor did not ride. And he got him on, <laughs> on camera, uh-huh. you know, kind of talking about that. Hey, how come you're not riding a bike at your own mayor's ride? Yeah. <laughs> go, oh, you know, I just don't ride a bike. Oh, no. All right. That's so mm. anyway, that was pretty interesting. Um, we saw some uh, some mountain, some like intense mountain biking movies that were freaking awesome. Uh, we also watched kind of more advocacy based built environment type uh, videos. We watched some movies, uh, one that I like personally. Uh, it's a short film um, by the Dutch Cycling Embassy, and it's called Cycling for Everyone. Pretty cool. If you guys are online right now, I uh, highly recommend checking it out on YouTube. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we did that event. We did, uh, you know, helped other organizations do some other bike rides. And, uh, yeah, man, it was good times. What, so what what are your interviews now that we're going to do? What, are we going to call somebody? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're going to call um, our first guest is going to be uh, from the city of Almani, Victoria Martinez. Let's see if we can get her on the line. All right. Do you uh, want to? Um, yeah, hold on. I got her phone number right here if you want to check. We, should we put some music on while we get her on? Yeah, yeah, please. How about this? Uh, this is from your Facebook. Yeah, so you that what you're playing, it? I have uh, a Facebook page called Drop That Beat. Um I'm also a DJ outside of the million other things that I do. I've been DJing for uh, about 16 years now. And um, so anyway, I just use that Facebook page to collect music that I or my brother personally like and in hopes that other people like it as well. So it's more just like of an eclectic selection of music outside of the uh, typical Power 106 radio station, you know. But well, uh, um so you put it together? Well, yeah, it's I mean it's very simple. It's just a Facebook page, nothing major. Um okay. So I'm going to play it. All right, and in the meantime, I'll try to get uh Victoria on the line here. Yeah. Let's see. Whoop. All right, here we go. There's an advertisement. Crazily enough. Mm. YouTube is becoming the next MySpace. Alright, I guess we'll just have the sound of dialing. Is this phone on or how does this work? Yeah. Alright, for all you listeners tuned in, we're calling uh, Council Member Victoria Martinez of the city of Almani. I'm be interviewing her today. Your call has been forwarded Uh-oh. to an automatic voice message Uh-oh. system. Six two. Luckily, I have another number for her. Okay. So. Yeah, they get easy today. 
But you're the one I miss and I keep on working I can see that the trees are calling back the leaves Sunday was a sharing day but I keep on working back everybody so that was there that was ornette uh track called crazy uh posted up on my drop that beat facebook page hopefully you guys liked it um okay so we got uh council member victoria martinez on the line from el monte el monte victoria can you hear me i can good morning javier good morning how you doing i'm fantastic it's a beautiful day here in the city of el monte with the rains last night, it cleared out all the clouds, and it's just gorgeous with the sun shining. Yeah, don't you just love it right after it rains, how the air is nice and crispy, clean, clear? It's so much easier to breathe. It is so much easier to breathe, and you should see all the people that we've got walking, running, biking. Everybody's up and out this morning. I don't know what it is, but that that refreshing air is calling people outside. That's for sure. I love it. I say we pull out the turntables, rock a party at a park, and get everybody up and moving. What do you say? Uh -huh. You know what? I'd like to do that around a bonfire at a park. How about oh, that? That sounds good. I like where your head's at. <laughs> hey, Victoria, oh, so... I just wanted to just simply thank you, first of all, for coming on the show. Um, I know you and I just barely had the opportunity to meet for the first time about a week ago. Uh, and it just so happened that, you know, a, a very avid volunteer and staunch supporter of our group, uh, Catherine Ramirez, who actually sits um, on the uh, bike train planning committee. Uh, you know, she's been showing up to our bike rides regularly to all the different events, booths, information booths. When we do a table, she helps us out. And. You know, she's very well connected in the community. She's become a really close and dear friend to us. And um, it just so happens that you guys are comadres. Tell us about that. What's going on? <laughs> well, luckily, God made her mom and my mom's sisters. So Catherine and I grew up together. That's my cousin. That's my prima. And um, she loved me so much that she decided to ask me to baptize her children. Oh, that's, that's big. <laughs> so that's, big. that's my comadre. 
Heck yeah, that's really cool. So it's really cool to find out, you know, how small this world really is. Um, but hey, uh, I just want to just kind of jump into things here. So, I mean, first of all, you uh, recently got elected to the council in El Monte. So congratulations for you on that. Uh, it's my understanding that you recently celebrated your one-year anniversary of being uh, one-year anniversary of being sworn into office. Yes, December sixth. Uh, one year ago, you know what, it was uh, an honor and privilege to be sworn in to serve the city of El Monte, and, you know, some of the things that my vision and my plan and my wants for the, the community, um, they, they heard, and they have put their trust in me by voting for me, and it's been a year now, and luckily, we've been able to get some things accomplished over the past year. And thankfully, I've got another three years on the council to continue to work towards um, a vision for a healthy, happy, great place to live, work, and raise a family. Cut it out. You're saying all the right things. If I lived in El Monte, I'd vote for you, too. <laughs> well, you know what? I know some people would say that's what a politician would say, but really, <laughs> it's just the truth. That's, no, that's what. that's true. If you live in the city and you love this city, then that's what you want for this city. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, what initially inspired you to get involved with politics there in El Monte? Uh, I'm a softball coach. Uh, I grew up playing softball here in El Monte at a little field. And um, with playing softball, it opened the doors for me to so many other things. Um, I ended up playing softball all the way through high school and got to travel and see different states by playing softball. I even played in college. So when I got older, um, one of my goddaughters was starting to play softball, and their parent, her parents asked me to come out and start coaching with them. So I did. I went back to the same field that I grew up at, and I noticed that these girls are, and that field was it just was, it had lost its luster. Hmm. It had lost the community involvement that I knew when I was a kid. And I thought, I can start working to bring the community and this softball field awareness back up and bring the community together through softball. And I wanted these girls to have more opportunities after school. Um, more opportunities to go and see and do different things, the same way that I did when I was growing up. So I started paying attention to what was going on in the city. And really, at the end of the day, it was my softball girls that I coached that inspired me to run for city council to hopefully help to make Almani a better Almani for them to grow up in. That's very cool. Uh, I mean, I know mm -hmm. growing up for myself, uh, I grew up playing Little League Baseball in Hacienda Heights and... Uh, I don't know, it was just something about waking up on those Saturday mornings or going out on a tournament that really brought out the true sense of community, you know what I mean? Like meeting up in the early morning, having coffee with all the adults while all the kids stretch, warm up, do their calisthenics, get ready. It was kind of like almost like a ritual, like a Saturday ritual. and Everybody just kind of comes together in the spirit of sport and uh, competition to have a good time and cheer on the teams and the girls. And I mean, I really know what that environment is like and how it's inspired me, so... Um, that's really cool. So, I mean, were you originally from El Monte also? I mean, or is it just something that you, did you move into El Monte or, I mean, how long oh, have you no, been Oh, no, I've there? been in El Monte um, since I was seven. 
Oh, so you're practically since I was seven. So this is uh, my hometown. I went to all the public schools here in El Monte, and uh, I'm a proud graduate of a royal high school. Mm-hmm. And continued on, got my degree from Cal State LA. But uh, I'm an El Monte girl at heart. My church is here. The girls that I coach in softball are here. My parents still live here in the community. So this is uh, this is my home. Very cool. Very cool. So, I mean, now as a political figure, um, I mean, what type of initiatives are you kind of pursuing there in El Monte? Uh, what, what, what are some things that you'd like to see uh, happen in the near future, or at least in your four years? For me, one of the biggest things is um, working on making El Monte, I keep saying this, the better, a best, a, a great place to live, work, and raise a family. And what does that mean? What does that look like? It looks like having activities for the the community to be able to participate in in regards to recreation or, you know, really bringing the community together. Um, it's about having jobs here in the community and inspiring business to want to come to Almani to, to do their business here, which, of course, if they do their business here, that brings in jobs into the city. Yeah, That's absolutely. really important for me. Yeah, and I mean, um, uh, oh, go ahead. And at the live, work, and, you know, our housing market, we want to continue to to grow our population and for people to know that this is a safe community to live in. In 2011, we had zero murders, homicides on the books. Wow. And that is an accomplishment that our police department has, you know, I, I just want to shine that from the uh, from the, the banners and, you know, tell everybody that, that this is a community, people who care about people, people who care about each other, and, um, and we've got, you know, a great police department, fire. We are, I want the community to know that Amani is a great place to live, work, and raise a family. I know I keep saying that, but that's, that's what wakes me up every morning is how do we make sure that other people know that Amani is a great place to come and, and visit come and live. Well, That's my, what, my passion. There's plenty of fine examples there in El Monte, and uh, obviously you're one of them. Um, Thank you. So, we, I mean, you speak a lot about uh, really, um, you know, the potential of El Monte, and, you know, it seems like right now El Monte is pretty much doing all the right things in a lot of different ways. Uh, I know recently the city of El Monte partnered with uh, a couple of other cities in the neighboring uh, region like Baldwin Park and South El Monte to apply for uh, a big grant with Caltrans, and it was for a regional bike plan. And unfortunately, uh, through Caltrans, it wasn't funded, and that was too bad because um, you know there's so like you were saying there's so much rich potential in El Monte. But the cool thing is is that uh, day one and of course bike SUV. Bike San Gabriel Valley, uh, we recently applied to kind of keep that regional bike plan initiative alive, and uh, we recently partnered with uh, um, La Puente, Baldwin Park, South El Monte, and of course we want to partner with El Monte as well. Um, you know, what type of impact do you think a bicycle plan will have on El Monte? Oh, I think it would be huge. Um, number one, El Monte's known as a, as a transportation hub. Not only do we have an MTA station, 
We've also got an airport located right here in the middle of town. We've got Metrolink that comes right through El Monte. Plus, we have what's called the Emerald Necklace. The Emerald Necklace is a bike path that runs along the wash of the San Gabriel Valley River, and it it incorporates the opportunity for people to come through El Monte on their bikes. Yeah. And I would love to see it expanded, where we see people riding, you know, a lot more, utilizing um, bicycles as their primary form of transportation through the city. If we could decrease our carbon footprint and increase the number of people riding bikes, not only is it healthy, it's environmental, but it's it's good. It's a win-win-win all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you talk about the Emerald Necklace and, you know, that new metro station. It's something that I really want to highlight because it's an amazing, amazing facility, that new metro transit center that was recently built there um, in Almani, and they re- recently had the ribbon-cutting ceremony for it, and, uh, you know, Bike San Gabriel Valley was there to obviously represent the, the bicycle community. But, you know, one thing I found really strange is that that transit center actually is literally adjacent to that Emerald Necklace bike route on the Rio Hondo bike path. Mm-hmm. But there was no access to it. I thought that was really strange that they would have what many in San Gabriel Valley would consider the super highway for bicycles, right? The San Gabriel River Path and the Rio Hondo River Path. You would think that, you know, in building such a state-of-the-art facility and they have uh, an all-new bike hub there also, that you would think that, you know, that they would have just uh, access to that bike path considering it's literally in its backyard. Um, so you know, Javier, it's, uh, it's probably somebody whose focus is buses and not, not bikes. <laughs> well, you know what? So, I don't know because they had the bike mm-hmm. hub, and the bike hub also is an amazing facility. But, you know, one thing that we've been working on with San Gabriel, Bike San Gabriel Valley is uh, we set up a petition in the city. Uh, so far, we have roughly about 120 people that have signed on. I would like to see that maybe at the 500 range in the near future before we actually submit it to Metro and to the county. But... Um, in all honesty, it's as simple as just opening a gate, um, and I'm sure that they, it's something that they could easily be figured out in the very near future, especially once we submit this uh, petition. And hopefully, with I'm sure it was just an oversight, and uh, I, I hope that it was just an oversight for all the bikers who are, you know, taking that that bike superhighway as you mentioned, um, and we can work on that, you know, to to work and talk to the folks over there to to make. It, better access and that would be a great thing for all of our biking community yeah absolutely and you know as more people more and more people uh you know pick up a bike whether it's for trans uh, transporting themselves to work or to go to the grocery store or whatever but you know a lot of people obviously use it for recreation and for exercise as well um but at the same time we still have to address the whole issue of uh, riding safely um, on public streets because the truth of the matter is is that according to the DMV code uh, people have to ride their bikes on the street uh, as if it was a vehicle and so that's where you know having a, a solid r- uh, bike plan in the city uh, really makes a big difference as far as uh, improving the infrastructure and enhancing uh, that mode of transportation um, what what kind it's of clear, upgrades? It's clear Javier, that that's the, the wave of the future as some of our neighboring cities are taking that route and wanting to bring bike paths. Um, this is 
is not something that's going away. In fact, it's gaining momentum um, as, as a movement for healthier lifestyles, reducing carbon footprint, and, you know, really taking the time to ride a bike, whether it be your primary form of, um, of transportation or riding a bike to the metro station and then hopping on and getting to where you need to be. But I think more and more cities are going to be taking a look at how they can incorporate bike plans into their general plans. Yeah, totally. All right, very cool. So very exciting times for El Monte. Um, you know, I'm a huge supporter of all the things that you've got going on right now. Um, you know, just in the short meeting that you and I had, I know that you're very sincere. You know, you can just sense those types of things um, in people. And, you know, we definitely have your back. And uh, we very much look forward to partnering with you and with the city and hopefully bringing a bike plan to the city and uh, maybe some educational programs as well. Um, and hopefully start uh, utilizing that space, the bike hub, to facilitate you know educational programs and workshops there uh, for the community. So, hey, December 30th. I'm going to have to call you out. I know we're live. <laughs> December 30th. December 30th, oh, we have a big bike ride. And it goes right in your backyard. Do you think we'll see you on December 30th, Sunday? I think you will. It's, it's on my calendar, Javier. And, um, you know, it's to show my support of Bike SGV, Bike San Gabriel Valley. Um, as long as I can borrow a bike from my comadre, <laughs> we'll be good to go. Yeah, if not, but, you can uh, always ride on the handlebars, you know. <laughs> Just like when we were kids. Well, that takes me way back right there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm going to go get on the, the a beach cruiser. Yeah, there you <laughs> the go. The handlebars. All right. Javier, I want to say thank you so much for having me on today and know that I'm a fan of yours and I'm a fan of Bikes and Gable Valleys. And, you know, I, I'm going to be a supporter here in El Monte because I know you guys are putting on and doing some great things in the community. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you very much for joining us on the show and uh, very much look forward to talking to you in the very near future. So we're going to move on with the show. Um, I thank you once again for allowing us uh, this opportunity to talk to you today. So uh, we'll be in communication Merry shortly. Yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Have a safe new year. And, thank you. Uh, you too. We'll talk soon, huh? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. So that was... Uh, Council member Victoria Martinez in Almani talking about all the cool things that are going on uh, there and in the surrounding communities. So we're going to take a quick short break, uh, about a minute or so. We're going to play you guys a little bit of music. In the meantime, you guys get comfortable. Uh, we're going to get the next person on the line, and uh, i got to shoot to the restroom. All right, bye. Well, when I do, I wonder why No more tears, my heart is dry 
couldn't show. One day, baby, we'll be old. Well, baby, we'll be old. Paint the father stories that we couldn't show. One day, baby, we'll be old. Test, 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 test. Uno, dos, tres. Uno, dos, tres. Einstein, drei. All right, y'all. So uh, this is Javier uh, with Bike San Gabriel Valley. Uh, back from a short break here. We just got off the line with uh, council member from El Monte, uh, Victoria Martinez. But we want to move, step into the next segment of the show. Uh, we also have an, another council member from a neighboring city, actually, to El Monte. It's uh, the city of La Puente. We got council member Violeta Lewis. Are you with us? I sure am, Javier. Hey. Thank you for having me on the show. Buenos dias. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. All right. That's good to hear. So tell us, um, I mean, you recently uh, got elected to the council back in April. So it's only been several months. What's your experience? Tell us about that. You know, it's been a very positive experience. Uh, initially, I got involved because, I, you know, I wanted to affect greater change in my community, and I just wasn't seeing that from my elected officials, so I, I decided to, to jump in the race and uh, and become one of the people to uh, to make a difference in my community. Very so cool. So I was recently elected in April, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, get started and, and kind of launch some new projects uh, from a health perspective, uh, because I'm a nurse, so I think that I can bring, a, you know, an additional... Um, insight into that arena of life yeah and that's something that's so been necessary uh there in the city of la puente uh someone that has kind of more of a health background um i mean you're what a, a pediatric registered nurse correct that's correct okay so i mean obviously you see working with kids uh, you obviously see the very dire need um you know for improving the health of our youngsters and of course our community in general uh what are some things that you're currently working on there in la puente you know, uh, exactly. Being a pediatric RN, uh, I encounter a lot of diabetic patients, and some of the diabetic diabetic patients are type two diabetics, which means that you know this is a type of diabetes that's preventable, and it's usually due to becoming overweight or having poor diet choices that alter your body chemistry. Hmm. So, uh, having that experience firsthand has really uh, made me passionate in the diabetes arena. So. Actually, currently we've launched a, a collaborative project with the Citrus Valley Health Partners, some other uh, community health members, Alta Med, East Valley Health Partnership, um, our local uh, assemblyman, uh, senator, and we kind of have a think tank going that gets together once a month, and we are concentrating on some ideas and 
and project on how we can address uh, the issue of diabetes because, of course, uh, the hospital people, you know, they're they're reading their numbers and they're seeing the statistics like, you know, wow, based on 91744, the zip code de la Puentes, and, you know, we have an alarming rate of admissions of diabetic patients, you wow. know, what's happening here, how can we analyze the situation and how can we bring forth, you know, some solutions to the problem. So I think that uh, biking most definitely can play uh, an integral part in this plan as we go forward. It's not just about taking care of the patients that are already diabetic, but maybe we can help prevent people from becoming diabetic in the future by promoting exercise and healthy eating. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I grew up in, in Hacienda Heights, which is literally neighboring La Puente, um, just on the other side of uh, a valley. And uh, But I have a lot of family, a whole lot of friends uh, in La Puente. I mean, I know La Puente, I like the back of my hand, really, um, you know, playing Little League, growing up there, and Pop Warner football and all these different things. But uh, growing up and kind of like starting into my career, I noticed that there was a lot of organizations that were targeting uh, nutrition as a way to kind of tackle this obesity issue, the diabetes issue. But we've come to learn that it's not just about nutrition. I mean, of course, playing, you know, healthy eating is an important part. But also the other missing link is physical activity. Um, I mean, we there's a lot of programs like AYSO soccer and football and baseball and but for some reason, we still see kids, um, you know, with higher weights than perhaps they should. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, that physical activity component. And I know that this bicycle movement is in San Gabriel Valley uh, is targeting specifically that. You know, we're, our, our uh, goal is to get people to really choose the bicycle as a form of transportation uh, to get to and from school, to and from work. And I think it's simple things like that. Um, that are really going to make a difference when you combine, you know, the physical activity with the healthy eating. And, um, you know, hopefully, I know that we recently partnered with uh, with the city of La Puente as our lead partner for a big grant that we recently submitted to the L.A. County Department of Public Health. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I know that, um, you know, we recently partnered for the for the uh, for that, but the whole purpose is to develop a bike plan in the city. I mean, what type of infrastructure upgrades would you personally personally like to see uh, to maybe create a safer environment and to encourage people to bicycle more and to become physically active? Well, you know, I think that the first uh, the first step was supporting the regional bike plan because we're not you know, we have a lot of neighbors around us. So you know, we really need to look into partnering together because, you know, the, the goal is connectivity between the communities, and that way people don't feel like it's, you know, a burden to ride your bicycle somewhere. You know, if, you know, if we have a plan in place, you know, mapping, uh, you know, lane striping, uh, you know, and, of course, we need to conduct traffic studies to uh, to, to decide where, you know, the, the routes will be um, best suited for both drivers and bicyclists. So I think that, you know, Promoting the regional bike plan is the first step in order to uh, move forward with this, and uh, and I'm really excited. I really hope that um, that we can uh, move this along. You know, when in the future when we plan for general plan updates, that bicycling will become integral because that it's it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer to support people that you know choose biking as their mode of transportation. Number one is economical. Number one is easily available. Uh, not too many limitations in terms of weight. You know, you're talking about some of the other uh, youth sports. 
you know, once you become overweight, then the weight becomes a challenge and they may be limited in what physical activity they may uh, actually perform safely. But, you know, uh, one thing I have noticed is that bicycling has become cool. You know, I see all these multicolored bicycles all over a lot of young people yeah. riding the bikes. And I said, hey, you know, well, now we, we see a movement and the young people, you know, they, they want to be seen on their bikes. They, you know, they have them all, you know, decked out in their favorite colors and stuff. And I think that that also creates excitement because, you know, they want a bike. And then the more they tell their friends, their friends are going to want to get bikes, too. So it's not just the little kids. Now I actually see more uh, high school kids, you know, right. riding their bicycles. And, and that's exciting. But... The other component of that is we want to make sure we educate the public, you know, inform about safety, make sure people have helmets, you know, all that, you know, is an important component of, of promoting uh, safe bicycling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, almost become like a subculture in in the area, you know, uh, with a lot of these kids uh, purchasing fixed gear bikes or, you know, what a lot of in the cycling community would call fixie. Um, I personally remember thinking to myself, like, oh, man, these fixies are getting all popular now and everyone wants to have their own cool bike and but at the same time i mean it just serves as an introduction to cycling and so you know as much as uh you know i had my personal thoughts about it in all in all honesty it just simply serves as an introduction uh for these a lot of these youth uh and then plus the these fixed gears bikes are more affordable um you know for a lot of the youth that live in these communities and uh, but yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, uh, very often do I see uh, I see uh, kids or youth or teenagers riding their bikes around, and many times on the street against traffic on the wrong side of the road, or maybe not wearing a helmet, or maybe disobeying the streets uh, and the laws. You know, I, and it's very common. It's very easy to do when you're on a bicycle, and I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that there really isn't any type of educational programs to educate these kids about the right way and the wrong way. You know, when a lot of us um, grew up as kids uh, and, you know, we were when we first started thinking about having a car, you know, of course you would need to take lessons. You'd have to go to driver's school and learn, you know, how to make left-hand turns, right-hand turns, using your signals and all the different laws and rules and regulations. But we don't have that for bicycles. So it's kind of hard to hold, you know, a lot of these kids accountable um, for these things when in all actuality they just they don't they lack the know-how they don't know the rules they don't know the dmv code and you know that's something that we're really hoping to address in la puente with this regional bike plan you know one of the uh things that we're looking to do is uh start a uh youth coalition um and you know focus on educating them another thing i wanted to talk to you about though was um you know i'm not sure if you're familiar with the city of long beach and what they're doing out there with their bicycle plan but it's really serving as an e- economic booster. You know, they have a, what they call a bicycle-friendly business district, and it never rains in that district. It's always plush. It's always pretty. But it really is boosting the economy out there, and there's plenty of studies. I mean, would you like to see something like that in La Puente? Most definitely. I mean, I think that uh, we can facilitate that. We already have a old town region. Uh, I think if, you know, we were able to incorporate bike racks, you know, with our benches and our trash cans, and that would also encourage people to ride their bikes to downtown, visit the restaurants, the businesses, and uh, and see that as, as a, you know, reliable mode of transportation. You know, um, I'm also on the Foothill Transit Governing Board, and they have done a lot to facilitate 
people using the buses and and bring their bicycles along. So, hmm. you know, that also is a component that, you know, makes it more accessible for bike riders as well. Maybe they can't get point from point A to B on their bike, but they can, you know, catch the bus for a certain portion and then, you know, ride their bike the rest of the way. So that's yeah. also something that uh, I feel is important and, uh, and helpful at the same time. Yeah, totally. All right, cool. So a whole lot of cool stuff going on in La Puente as well. I'm personally very excited that uh, La Puente uh, voted in favor of uh, participating with this uh, regional bike plan. I know, um, you know, in working with the city last year, um, I helped them put together a bike ride and festival. It was the first time that a Ciclavia event had taken place outside of Los Angeles. And go figure, you just happened to be in the city of La Puente. You weren't on the council at the time, but um, it was a very, very positive experience for uh, the city of La Puente and neighboring communities. Uh, we had roughly about 300 people that came out on their bicycles. Uh, Public Works closed down the streets and, you know, gave us a safe space and environment to ride our bikes in. And, uh, you know, we had the mayor on the ride, a couple of other council members, uh, Dan Holloway and um, Mr. Argudo. And several others and uh, you know it's just an overall great event and I know that this year unfortunately we weren't able to do it but hopefully in the future maybe we can add a bike ride to the uh, annual 5k ride or run that we uh, the city does uh, near Halloween time what do you think about That's that? That's a fantastic idea Javier I did pose that suggestion uh, but it was so late in the year uh, we yeah. only had a month left before the event but they said that that's definitely a consideration that we're going to try to plan for for next year. That way we can also attract more individuals that may not be runners or walkers, uh, but, you know, they can show off their bikes. And we already have the streets closed off for the run. So, yeah. you know, adding that additional component. As a matter of fact, Baldwin Park has been that for their 5K um, just this past year. So, you know, kind of springboarding on that idea. So, that, you know, that's a good idea. But it was just too late in the year to do it, but I look forward to, uh, to seeing if we can implement that for uh, the next race. And, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Maybe I can uh, approach the city with uh, maybe a plan, a plan of action, and then, uh, you know, simply propose it and see where it goes from there. Exactly. It's only a win-win-win, but... So, hey, Violeta, so I wanted to just uh, say thank you, first off, uh, for joining us on the line. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and, you know, of course, I look very much look forward to uh, all the cool things that are going on and hopefully we, you know we're supposed to hear back from this grant in the next several days hopefully today I hope 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 um, but you know uh, only time will tell and uh, as soon as we find out obviously I'll make sure to keep you in the loop and let you know what's going on on our end uh, but on another on another note we have a big bike ride coming up December 30th it's the last one of the year you need a bicycle um, actually, I have a bicycle. Oh, all right. December 30th, it's a date. Okay, where does it start? So we meet at Lake Lake um, in Whittier Narrows. It's uh, our, our monthly bike ride that we do uh, the last Sunday of every month. And uh, it's been continually growing and growing, and it's an awesome, fun, safe environment to ride our bikes. So it's about a 20 to 25-mile bike ride. But if you're not used to doing that many miles on a ride, um, we keep it very, very slow, so it, it really doesn't feel like that. Just come, you know, prepare to sweat a little bit and have a good time. Well, I would love to join you. I'm going to mark it on my calendar, and I hope to see you there on the December 30th. Woo-hoo. All right, sounds good. 
All right, Violeta. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the line. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I'll definitely be in touch with you, uh, you know, in the short, in this very short future. But in the meantime, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. If we don't talk, thank you again, Javier. I'd like to thank you and your listeners uh, again. Merry Christmas and uh, happy and healthy and prosperous 2013. Aww. And working together, I know that we can achieve that goal for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. All right, Violeta. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Ciao. All right, everybody. So that was uh, Council Member Violeta Lewis of the city of El Monte. Um, you know, as we stated, we got a uh, regional bike plan in the works, and they, the city of La Puente was the lead partner. So we're very, very excited about, you know, hopefully bringing those resources and these programs uh, to the city of La Puente and surrounding communities. So uh, thank you, Violeta, for joining us online. Uh, we're going to take another short break while we set up the next caller here. We're going to have a representative from Healthy Azusa, uh, Maria Ines Perez, who will be on the line shortly. So give us a minute or so, and uh, in the meantime, enjoy the music. Test. Einstein dry. What's up, y'all? It's Javier again uh, with Bike San Gabriel Valley uh, here at Bike Talk Radio Show, uh, kill, killradio.org, uh, KPFK 90.7 uh, podcast available soon, uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. But um, so, yeah, we've uh, so far just a quick wrap up or a quick uh, update on what we've got going on. Uh, we've had two council members, uh, one from the city of Almani, one from the city of La Puente, talking about all the cool things uh, related to bicycling and healthy eating, active living in those communities. Um, but right now, I do want to segue into our next segment here. Uh, we have uh, another caller on the line. We got Maria Ines Perez. 
uh, who's a coordinator with Healthy Azusa. Uh, Maria, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Oh, wait a minute. We only have... Oh, no. My clock's off. We still have a full hour of morning. So, yes, it is a good morning. So, Maria, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank right. you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's an it's a absolute pleasure. Uh, we've, uh, um, you know, I've been working with uh, Mickey and with uh, Shilonin, also of uh, the Healthy Azusa project that you guys got going on. But, uh, Maria, can you please introduce yourself and uh, maybe give us a little bit of background on Healthy Azusa and uh, maybe what the relationship is with the YWCA? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I, um, I'm from actually uh, the East L.A. area. I grew up from, I grew up in City Terrace. East and, um I've always worked in the, with the community, always liked, enjoyed working with the community. And um, recently I've been working with, like you said, Chilanine and um, uh, Mickey Carpenter on um, making a more, making us as a healthier place to live. Um, they started uh, before I did. I came on uh, in 2010, but they started a Azusa Wellness Committee in October of 2009. They just brought people together from the community, city officials, the Azusa School District, um, concerned citizens, volunteers, uh, people who wanted to improve the health of um, uh, people living in, in Azusa. Okay. And what they did is they, the mayor um, started with um, Walk with the Mayor, um, which then turned into Be a Walker. And those are just monthly, uh, it's a monthly walking program where people come together. We do Zumba to warm up. We uh, do um, other, you know, just fun things for the community. And then we just, we just walk uh, around different city parks. Very cool. Um, and then, um, then um, the committee um, started to write grants together, collaborate on grants, and they received um, a grant from the Los Angeles County uh, to implement a complete streets policy and to start a safe routes to school program at two pilot schools. Very cool. Yeah, I heard so, about that. Yeah, we were chosen. Um, only 10 organizations in all of Los Angeles County were selected, and we were one of them. Congratulations. So we were very excited. Yeah, it's exciting yeah. news. So tell us a little so bit about that. The, the Renew uh, grant, it focused on, um, you know, renewing environments for nutrition, exercise, and wellness. And um, we, um, you know, we did some community forums. We did a lot of uh, community assessments. Uh, we did focus groups. And then we um, worked with two uh, schools, uh, Hodge Elementary and uh, their um, PTA. And then we worked uh, with Gladstone Street Elementary. And um, we, we sort of formed a Safe Routes to School committee there at Gladstone Elementary. Very cool. And uh, it went very, very well. Uh, the community responded um, with um, a lot of interest. And um, they, they came together, volunteers came together, um, and we, we introduced uh, it to the community by celebrating International Walk to School Day nice. in 2011. And after much planning um, last year, uh, on that day, it actually rained. But uh, so we were, 
we were Uh-oh. kind of bummed there in the morning after all the planning that we did. Ooh. But uh, we were surprised that still we had hundreds of parents come out in the rain wanting to really? walk to school. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How about uh, roughly how many people uh, showed up? Um, well, Hodge is a bigger school, and uh, we had roughly about 300 parents there. Wow, that's a great turnout for a rainy day. It is. It was. Um, and, Can't and rain then on at, your parade. Uh, Gladstone, huh? it was a bit of a smaller school. We had about um, 200 parents come out there, too. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, it you guys was. are having great uh, turnouts. Best, you know, after we um, debriefed with uh, the volunteers and the community, I guess the best um, comment I remember from a parent uh, saying was that uh, she felt that it felt like a day where the school and the community uh, came together as one. Very uh, cool. Because we had the police department help with traffic at very busy intersections. We had the National Guard uh, send some soldiers that helped to walk with the students and supervise. Wow, that must have um, felt, uh, I guess, there must have been a real sense of pride there in the uh, city of Azusa, you know, with so many people coming together on a rainy day of all, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, all in the name of a healthier community. And it sounds really cool uh, what's going on. And I also hear that uh, the city of Azusa and, of course, uh, local organizations are also looking to add bicycle components to these safe routes to school and you know, maybe uh, I know that they're going to be working on a couple of different things out there. But uh, tell me about um, a little bit about the whole bicycle component. I know that uh, I recently uh, volunteered to host a booth on behalf of Bikes and Gabriel Valley at an event uh, that took place a little earlier this year called Cycle Azusa. Oh, yes, yes. Um, that was part of the grant. Um, you know, in adopting the complete streets policy, it included, um, you know, doing and drawing up lanes uh, into the city whenever any new construction is built, uh, taking into account pedestrians and bicyclists. So to begin um, um, Susan's and to um, participate in in this, we we began um, Discover Azusa Bike Rides, and uh, we organized them every month. Uh, with the grant, uh, we chose different themes. We worked with um, the organization called Cycle, who um, helped us train volunteers and bike leaders in our community. Very cool. Um, they they were trained as to how to uh, take um, beginner bike rides. They were like five miles only, and they were for the whole family. So we actually had a lot of children come out on these bike rides. And so they were trained to um, help supervise them in the group, and they did a great job. Um, and we chose things like uh, historical bike rides around Azusa. Um, we also did uh, commerce in Azusa. Um, the, the favorite one um, and that was really, really cool was um, Hidden Gardens in Azusa, oh, where yeah. we got to visit uh uh, Damakaya and yeah, there's a lot to see out there. Uh-huh. There's a whole lot to see. You guys make any pit stops over at uh, Citrus College or APU? Yes, that was uh, going to be one of the hidden gardens over with um, APU. APU is also a partner in the Healthy Azusa 
Coalition, mm-hmm. and they have, um, yeah, they have been great about uh, offering uh, their space and um, collaborating with ideas. Um, I think they were holding an event or something that day, so it didn't work out. We couldn't see their their beautiful garden. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And, uh, we, mm-hmm. Oh no, no, go right ahead. No, but we did get to see some other gardens. Um, you know, there's a community garden with the uh, Azusa Parks and Rec Department that uh, many people don't know about it, although they walk by it every day. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was nice to cool. take people into that and introduce them to the opportunity to grow their own um, um, vegetables, flowers, cool. whatever. Kind of a new way to uh, re-explore the city, huh? It was. It was. And I, was, I hadn't biked ride in about... 20 years myself no way. <laughs> but I have a, I have a son who loves to do bike riding and and he loved it and and my uh, daughter too my kids loved it um, it's just something uh, you know uh, like another uh, participant I remember him saying you know you can't uh, really buy this experience for your kids no, to go out true. and spend uh, Saturday or Sunday afternoon bike riding for uh, an hour and being healthy and um, just focusing on our health and yeah, bonding, you know, bonding not just as a family but also as a community. I don't know what it is about riding a bike, but for some reason, I mean, you get into the first couple pedals and then all of a sudden you just feel so young again, you know? Yeah. It kinda, you kind of, you kind of forget about that whole car lifestyle, you know, sitting in traffic or you know, sitting in your car, comfortable, and the air conditioner on, playing some music or whatever. It's a totally different environment, but it's uh, so funny, right? Because uh, as kids, most of us, you know, get introduced to the bicycle at a very young age. And, yeah, um, yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. So we're hoping to, you know, um, bring that experience also um, someday, uh, you know, to the safe routes to school, Um project that we have um hopefully someday i know right now we're still in the very beginning stages of introducing safe routes to school to the community we've done two schools and we've recently obtained uh, an additional grant to extend it expand it to um, all 13 schools in azusa wow that's quite an accomplishment that is very cool yeah, we're we're very excited about expanding uh, it to the, the rest of the schools, and also with working with the YWCA mm-hmm. uh, because they actually have uh, collaborated with us as well. Uh, Mickey Carpenter has been a board member for um, several years, and I was a board member uh, last year. And you're talking uh, about the YWCA, correct? Yes. Okay. With the YWCA. And they have now picked us up as uh, the fiscal um, managers, and we will now be working uh, through them to continue uh, the Safe Routes to School um, program at the other. Okay. uh, So the Healthy Azusa Committee is going to be kind of like a project or a program or a department of the YWCA. Yes, yes. Um, Gotcha. we're, We're looking to continue to seek funding. Uh, to um, you know, work on other projects related to health, um, Safe Routes to School being one of them, but 
uh, we're going to continue through the YWCA uh, seek funding uh, to expand. Very um, cool. We did um, obtain a small grant to uh, redo um, to uh, add to the funding that Parks and Rec uh, in Azusa had to uh, redo a park in Azusa, Zacatecas Park. Oh, yeah. Very familiar yeah. with that park. We got a Kaboom grant um, hmm. to first become a playful city. Very So new playgrounds? Um, yes. And then they provided um, a $15,000 grant to help um, redo the playground in in Zacatecas Park. Awesome. I love parks. Yeah, yeah. I love green space in general. So, yeah. um, very uh, lastly, I, we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, one thing I wanted to uh, kind of inform you of is that Bike San Gabriel Valley, you know, for the past several months, or for the past 11 months, uh, December would be our 12th month, we've been doing a bike ride uh, the last Sunday of every month. It's called the Bike Train. And uh -huh. we use the Emerald Necklace, the San Gabriel River Path, and the Rio Hondo River Path to do a really cool 20, 25-mile loop. And um, our plans for the 2013 year, we're looking to actually rotate our starting location. So uh -huh. normally we meet at Lake Lake and Whittier Narrows. But this year, in 2013, we're going to be rotating uh, between Lake Lake and then the next month would be uh, Peck Road Park. And then the next month after that would be, for example, the Santa Fe, Santa Fe Dam, uh, which is in the city of Irwindale. But nevertheless, the real, uh, excuse me, the San Gabriel River Path actually cuts right through Azusa towards the north end. And uh -huh. so we're going to start coordinating bike rides. Uh, it would be amazing to partner with you guys and what you are all up to, uh, you know, to bring more awareness, uh, to continue those efforts with the with the bike rides and the educational programming that you guys were doing. And we would definitely love to partner with Healthy Azusa and the YWCA, um, you know, moving forward with these bike rides and really getting uh, Azusa residents involved and active and riding their bikes uh, uh, at these bike rides. Well, I, I think that's a fabulous idea. We have heard, I've heard of the Emerald Necklace and I have, um, you know, we have heard of, of the bike rides and, I think, um, yeah, that would be great to connect with you all and um, uh, continue to provide this, um, these activities to a community that's uh, seeking, you know, to be healthier and to have fun because it sounds like a lot of fun too. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, and I mean, I don't know about you, but guess how much I spent on gas for my bike last year? I don't know. Zero dollars. <laughs> And I wow. think I think I traveled well over 700 miles. So wow. the power of a bicycle, right? So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys um, out there uh, on the Emerald Necklace with us. Uh, our next bike ride is December 30th. You think you can commit on the air, on live on the air? Mm-hmm. All right, December 30th it is then. Okay, great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. All right, Maria. Well, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the line. Um, you know, I very much look forward to working with you uh, in future projects and, uh, of course, improving uh, the health there in Azusa and neighboring communities as well. So kudos to all the hard work, uh, to yourself and to Mickey and to Shiloline. You, uh, all of you are doing fantastic work. And, um, you know, I applaud you all and your efforts. So continue the good fight. And uh, we very much look forward to working with you guys in the future. 
Likewise, yes. Please keep us informed and connected, and, and hopefully we'll see you on the 30th. Yeah, will do. Okay. All right, Maria. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that there was uh, Maria Ines Perez of Healthy Azusa, uh, coordinator there uh, with the YWCA. Um, has been very integral with uh, the programs that they got going on. A uh, couple of the grants that they mentioned, for example, with Safe Routes to School. Uh, they were doing some programming with Cycle. Uh, so very cool stuff that's uh, going on in the city of Azusa. Um, if at any point uh, you out there are listening and you know you want to delve a little deeper into the details of what's going on in each individual city, we definitely invite you to visit our website. Uh, that's www.bikesgv.org. Um, bikesgv.org. You can also look us up on our Facebook. Uh, we had a profile page on Facebook, and we recently opened up a like page. And that we did actually yesterday, and we have a goal to get a thousand likes by the end of the year. Why don't you do us a favor, poor favor, and uh, jump online, jump on Facebook if you're on, if you have an account, uh, like us, Facebook, uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley, look us up. So we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, we're gonna play a couple more tunes for you guys. Uh, we're gonna get the next uh, people on the line. We got uh, a couple of representatives here from uh, the city of Pasadena. Uh, two of which we're gonna be calling right now are representing Caltech Bike Lab, uh, which is in Pasadena. Uh, I'll let them tell you a little bit more in regard to what they're up to and uh, hopefully we can have a good discussion with them. But uh, stay tuned, we'll be right back. Enjoy the tunes and for the meanwhile. y'all um we're back uh hopefully you guys are enjoying the tunes uh all these tracks that we're playing here you can actually find on drop that beat um facebook uh so 
We got uh, the next segment here. We got uh, Caltech Bike Lab on the phone. You're going to tell us a little bit about what's going on there at Caltech and their bike lab and also some uh, initiatives that they're currently working on in the city of Pasadena, which we are very excited about. Uh, well, let's see if we got them on the phone. We got uh, Paul and Margaret on the line. Can you guys hear us? Yes. All right. All right. Let's, let's do a test test to make sure that we can hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. So, okay, cool. You guys are coming in crystal clear. Welcome. Paul, Margaret, so welcome to the show. Thank you for Thank agreeing you. to uh, participate on Bike Talk Radio Show here with Pacifica Radio, KPFK. It's a pleasure to have you guys. Hey, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about, number one, yourselves, how you guys ended up at Caltech, and then maybe how you got involved with uh, Caltech Bike Lab. All right. Well, my name is Paul Anzell. I'm a... Uh PhD student here at Caltech in applied physics, and um, my particular research is on acoustics and uh, metamaterials. And say, just personally, from a bike standpoint, I didn't really get into cycling until didn't learn until I was a high school student, and only really got to it over the past few years. Really, you didn't you weren't yeah. uh, you didn't ride a bike as a child, huh? Pardon? You didn't ride a bike as a child? No, I never did. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm Margie, um, Margaret Ho. I'm a student in biology studying regulation in Minnesota. Margaret, um, Margaret, I'm sorry to cut you off. We were having a hard time hearing you. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm Margaret Ho. I'm a grad student in biology at Caltech. Um, I rode my bike a lot growing up, but I only started cycling in Pasadena um, in, the last, in the last eight months. Oh, okay. And how has that experience been for you so far? It's been really good, actually. Um, I think I was really nervous about it in the beginning, but um, I was able to go to one of the defensive cycling classes, taught by cycle, and it really made a big difference. So I you know, ride in the road and feel pretty comfortable now. Very cool. So would you consider yourself, uh, I guess, more of an aggressive rider when riding on the streets? A more aggressive rider? No, I'm not, I'm not very aggressive, actually. I'm pretty relaxed, actually. Cruising from um, here to there. But I definitely feel more comfortable. Like, I can ride in the road, and um, I used to be really scared of, um, well, the deep streets, like Lake Avenue, but the short distances, I, I don't find it to be a problem anymore. Okay, very cool. Hey, so tell us, guys. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, recently set up a petition to improve east-west bike routes on Cordova Avenue, Green Street, Union, Del Mar Avenue. Tell us a little bit about that petition, how it came about. I mean, uh, what was really, what was the, uh, what's the end goal here? So the petition was started by us um, on behalf of Caltech Bike Lab, which is a student uh, bike co-op on campus, um, in response to the 2011 bike plan put out by the city of Pasadena. Um, they produced a lot of great uh, bike labs, but we thought that they didn't fully address the need in Pasadena for good east-west bike routes. Um, and these east to bike routes are generally harder to find due to the nature of their traffic in Pasadena. So um, they, they, they have a lot of cool bike routes, but a lot of them are actually proposing charros, which we feel are not as beneficial as um, bike lanes. For example, they propose these uh, charros on Green Street, but we doubt that they'll provide much improvement over their current conditions. Mm -hmm. So what we would actually really like is for the consideration of adding dedicated bike lanes and implementation of road diets in the city to make it safer for everyone, not just cyclists. Um, and, you know, we really, really like the Cordova road diet um, and the bicycle lanes that were implemented on Cordova Avenue. 
we've seen that um, those buckling's and um, the buckling's on Wilson have really in- resulted in an increase in the bicycling um, on along those streets, and uh, in particular, bicycles bicycles riding properly in the area, so on the road, not on the sidewalks. Um, and, and we think that it's a, it's a really great program, and we'd like to see them extend it more um, to other areas. In particular, Cordova could be continued west of Lake Avenue. Okay. Um, and that's a really busy uh, route that could benefit from better access, especially since this is a critical uh, uh, bike connection for cyclists. And by you, by you um, say it's a busy road. On Del Mar. When you say it's a busy road, you mean busy by as in multi, a lot of cyclists that use it. Yeah, the idea is that you know the, there is no currently there is no um, like proper bike connection to the Gold Line Station from the universities like CCC and Caltech. Yeah, yeah, I've ridden yeah. those streets. And you're we right. also suggested a bunch of a couple of other specific considerations for these road diets and the um, adding bike lanes. Um, we would also like to add um, California Boulevard for consideration since it's a really, really wide street. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of motorists who, who tend to speed on that street due to the wideness of the street. And okay. we could very easily uh, have a bike lane added on the side. So you're saying and more like to add a bike lane on California to serve more as like a traffic measure or traffic calming measure. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, very often, I mean, I, I ride that street um, a lot. And, uh, you know... It's a big, wide street, and a lot of people drive pretty fast on that street, many times uh, above the speed limit, obviously making it very dangerous for anybody that shares the road, such as cyclists. Um, so how do you think that bike lane would improve that uh, safety or address that safety concern? So, um, how bike biking would improve with the addition of these lanes? <coughs> yeah, so how do you feel that, uh, how do you think that adding bike lanes would address that safety concern on uh, California and these other streets you're talking about? Well, I find um, people generally feel much safer when uh, when riding bikes. What I've seen when I'm running the, uh, the bike lab is a lot of people express that I'd like to ride a bike, but I just I don't feel like there's any real place I could go safely. Um, and really having that physical space, if done properly, really gives people a good sense of safety as they're going around going around town getting from one place to another okay so tell me a little bit more about the bike lab how did that get started uh how long has it been in existence uh what's its primary purpose um if you can please elaborate well the shop's been off and on for about 20 years it actually started out as um an extension of the uh bike club they just got a number of tools together to repair their own bike and started letting other folks use it. Um, it was fairly quiet up until pretty recently. I got a hold of it about three years ago, and then I was sitting there going, well, what? I wonder what sort of things I can do with it. So our primary function for a long time has just been providing whatever tools are necessary for people to come and repair their bike. So we sign out keys, and folks can come in at any time, if it's two in the morning, even, and just come in, repair their bikes, whatever's necessary. Uh, second, we've really had kind of this educational component where we lead, we lead classes on bicycle repair. Uh, we invite cycles to come by Caltech and uh, to lead these bike safety classes. And uh, the last thing we've, we've started getting into has been cycling advocacy. So 
a lot of our work has been primarily focused by Caltech and JPL. We're looking to sorry, we're looking to get Caltech recognized as a bicycle friendly university by the League of American Cyclists. Okay. Yeah. They're trying to find where a campus needs bike racks and that sort of work. Do you guys anticipate any uh, type of infrastructure upgrades in the near future? Maybe some bike lockers or, I mean, outside of the bike lab? That would be nice, yeah. Okay. Actually, we're trying to um, work with the public transportation office and the sustainability office a little bit more closely. We should identify areas that you know, would really support cyclists um, on campus and uh, in the area. And so, you know, we've been doing things like um, getting repair stands for the campus, um, getting better bike parking. Even like little things like getting the public bookstore to sell Zlocks and bike bikes for the undergrad, especially the, uh, students that live on campus, um, and, and things like uh, subsidies to use transit. Um, so we have like a new um, metro tax credit subsidy at the public bookstore. Just basically trying to make it trying to make it easier for students to to um, cycle or use public transit if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Pasadena, I mean, they have a wealth of uh, metro stations there. I believe there's, what, five to metro stations in total? And uh, it would be absolutely nice to have a bike route system, um, you know, to connect the university, PCC, the Rose Bowl, the metro stations. I mean, there's just so much there in Pasadena. I mean, I think uh, it's a no-brainer for the city to really consider this as a viable form of economic development, uh, improving the health of the community. I mean, there's so many benefits to cycling, uh, especially there in Pasadena. I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, we've actually been working a little bit with PCC because um, there's some there's undergraduate students at PCC who are interested in establishing their own university bike co-op. Um, so, you know, Paul's been helping train a lot of their volunteers on bicycle repair. Very cool. Yeah, and I recently heard that they have a new bike club that they recently started uh, there at PCC. Uh, I'm not too sure how big it is there, but, I mean, we can only expect it to get bigger and better. So uh, a lot of kudos to what's going on there in the Pasadena area. So what's what's next for the bike lab? Uh, what, what, what projects are you guys working on now? Well, um, as mentioned, we've been working with uh, PCC. Um there are some future bits of that efficacy we'd like to go was um, maybe looking more at uh, Pasadena intersections, trying to make sure that they're able to properly register bicycles passing over the inductors, um, and other just general work trying to help push for more educational classes both at Caltech and in Pasadena as a whole to really encourage safe riding. Yeah, we've actually started offering um, with Cycle, which is a great local organization, the um, defensive cycling class. And right. we now have that every term at Caltech. And it's not only open to Caltech students, it's actually open to the public. So you should check our website, um, caltechbikelab.blogspot.com, if you're interested. And Hold on, can you say that one more time and a little bit slower for the listeners? Sorry? Can you say it one more time and a little bit slower for our listeners? Caltechbikelab.com. Oh, blogspot.com, or you can just Google Talkless Bike Lab and you'll get our website. Yeah, absolutely. So we have these uh, classes every term, and they're at the Talkless Live. Um, and it's mostly Talkless students, but we have a couple of people from the community come in to just open to the public. Awesome. Hey, why don't you guys send us the information there at Bike SUV? We'll be happy to post it and uh, raise a little bit more awareness and hopefully uh, help you guys get a better turnout. Definitely. 
All right, cool, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We definitely look forward to uh, – I mean, I've never met you two in person, and I'm looking uh, forward to the day. Hopefully, uh, we can go out for a nice little bike ride, maybe a cup of coffee, uh, and just chat it up. We're thinking about um, coming to one of your general meetings. I think you have one in January. January 7th is our next uh, general meeting. We would love to have you. Uh, the location is uh, hasn't been disclosed yet, but we will be uh, releasing that information uh, just after the new year. Uh, so maybe January 1st or January 2nd. So we'll keep you guys posted either way. We'd love to have you guys, uh, you know, come and speak and tell us a little bit more. And, of course, to meet you guys and uh, see how we can uh, work on some projects there in Pasadena and beyond. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, happy Saturday. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Um, you know, hopefully we can uh, ride sometime soon. Excellent. All right, take care. All right, guys. Have a nice day. Alrighty, so that was uh, Paul and Margaret of uh, the Pasadena Caltech Bike Lab. Um, definitely encourage you guys to check out their website, check out their blog. Uh, you can always visit uh, bikesgv.org as well for additional information. We're going to be updating our website uh, this weekend, so expect a whole lot of updates uh, this coming weekend. Uh, you know, regarding uh, all the different things that are going on with the regional bike plan, with each individual city. Um, you know, we'll keep you guys updated fully on that. So um, we're running very short on time. So I want to bring in the next, since we're on uh, the city of Pasadena anyway, um, you know, I have uh, Jose here who's been sitting patiently next to me. Uh, he's the store manager for uh, Performance Bicycle and... Uh, you know, Performance Bicycle uh, has recently partnered with Bike San Gabriel Valley to help us uh, advance our mission by providing us with uh, free bicycle repair, maintenance, tune-ups, uh, and adjustments at all our different events. For example, we just did Seek La Via, big pit stop at the Japanese American National Museum. And, uh, you know, Jose helped us out and coordinated by bringing in a total of five mechanics to help us with... Uh, you know, the heavy traffic of people needing uh, bicycle mechanic services. So, Jose, step to the mic, my man. What's going on? How you doing? How's it going? Just enjoying the show. All right, man. So, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. And uh, to the show. So, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, man. I mean, where do you live? Uh, how long have you been with Performance Bicycle? Um, tell us a little bit about your path. Well, I don't want to bore people, but, you know, my name's Jose. <laughs> what? Uh, store manager right there at the Pasadena location for Performance Bicycles. Uh, we're located in Del Mar Boulevard and Oreo Parkway. Um, I actually, I live in San Gabriel, uh, city of San Gabriel. I grew up in Highland Park, so northeast LA. So definitely been around the area, been around uh, the Pasadena area, San Gabriel area. So right in the middle of the San Gabriel Valley. So I definitely support you guys. Um, cool, man. Well, you know, we recently uh, partnered with your city, the city of San Gabriel, to develop a, a bike plan in their city and to have it connect uh, locally to all the other cities that already have bike plans. What are your thoughts on that, man? How would you, uh, how do you think that would Im improve or impact uh, the city of San Gabriel? Yeah, I think it'd be a great, great thing. I mean, I, I personally, riding to work, you know, 
I take San Gabriel Boulevard. I'm surprised with such a big street that there's no bike lane. Right. There's not a bike lane on San Gabriel Boulevard. You know, part of it got recently uh, repaved. So definitely a nice riding street. Would have been a perfect opportunity to stripe it then, right? That, that would have been a perfect opportunity. So definitely some improvements that need to be made. But, you know, all in time, you know, biking getting bigger and bigger. So definitely support, you know, all the actions you guys are taking. Cool, man. Well, thank you, um, you know, for getting involved. Um, but tell us a little bit about uh, your path with Performance Bicycle. I mean, I know you're your store, store manager. Um, obviously, no one's born into a position like that. How did that How did that come about? It would have been a lot easier if I was born into that position. <laughs> but, you know, I, it started, uh, I, I started with Performance six years ago. You know, I got into cycling, you know, like everybody says as a kid, you know, I, I won't have that story where I grew up racing, you know, with five bikes. You know, I grew up as a kid. Uh, with you know my parents getting me a, you know saving up to get me a bicycle, getting into cycling, loving cycling, you know phased out like a lot of people say they do, but you know after high school is that because you got a car? Uh, after high school, <laughs> we'll avoid that question. But after high school, got back into it. You know, uh, honestly took an environmental science class, got got all the benefits out of it as far as just trying to see what I could do. And not only as a, a way for being more environmentally friendly, but also, you know, getting out and making a difference, being being in, in the state of mind of just living a healthier life. Um, so, you know, once I started riding again as an adult, just definitely stuck with it. You know, once you start riding, you just you just get involved. You, you just love the sport again. Yeah. Cool. So what's. um. I mean, I know that uh, Performance Bicycle has recently, um, you know, been allocating resources to community organizations. And what's the role of uh, Performance on the corporate level as far as their involvement with uh, community organizations and uh, advancing the cycling movement? Yeah, I think for that, you just got to kind of keep in mind that we have, you know, over 100 stores in you know, 19 states. You know, we're part of the community. You're, we're not, you don't think about, you know, as a bigger picture. You think about, you know, I'm in Pasadena. I love that community. I grew up around there. You stop by the Santa Monica location, talk to their guys. They're part of the community. I mean, you'll see me and my guys riding the same trails in Pasadena with, you know, the people that come into my store. You know, you'll see me riding down on my bike, you know, San Gabriel Boulevard to Del Mar to go to work. So watch out if you see a, a white bike, by the way. That's probably me. But, uh, you know, we're part of the community. That's who we are. We're not just workers. We're not just people there that stop by, uh, do our eight hours, and then leave and go different places. You know, we are part of the community. So that, I think that's the big picture, and that's what you got to really kind of keep in mind when you, when you see us. When you stop by, stop by the shop and you actually, you know, you have a conversation. We'll have a conversation about bikes for eight hours if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very – I've been to a lot of bike shops in my day, um, you know, and a lot of times just to kind of – get a sense as to the type of vibe that they give off within that community and there's no doubt that when every time i step into a performance bicycle i'm not hyping you guys up or anything but i mean i was attracted to the store attracted to you guys and everything that's going on there with that store for a reason i mean when i walked in for the very first time it was just to purchase a pump i think and that was uh, years ago but i do remember that one experience where i walked in and it was in we didn't bike talk. It was more like life talk. Like, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? And I got, I got like a firm, you know, fist pump. 
you know, and it was just one of those things where I just felt comfortable. As soon as I walked in there, I felt comfortable. Uh, I felt comfortable talking to everybody there, and I didn't get the sense that, you know, there was, uh, like, the sense that you get in a lot of bike shops is, like, the whole bike snob, like, oh, yeah, that's a $7,000 bike over there. You don't want to look at that, you know? Yeah, and, th- and that's something that I think that would go a huge route in just overall cycling. You know, getting people that haven't ridden for years, getting people that just want to get back into cycling, you know, feeling comfortable stopping by the shops, feeling comfortable just coming in and asking questions, not feeling like they're going to get harassed or made fun of for any of the questions. I mean, I have customers that come in, you know, guests that come in, you know, haven't ridden back in 20 years. They want to get back into it and just giving them that sense that they could come in and ask any question. They could come in and we're there to help them out. We're there to right. have them enjoy their bike. We're there to, you know, make sure they have a good experience riding their bike. And right. we're not there to judge. We're there for their good time and overall, you know, their enjoyment. Yeah, absolutely. So when I um, I was with Cyclertopia at the time, uh, you know, an organization that I founded, and I was uh, hired by the uh, California Center for Public Health Advocacy uh, to do a program in Baldwin Park. And uh, it was the Baldwin Park Cycler Program. Uh, ultimately, what we did is we involved youth uh, to get civically engaged. We taught them about the, the basics about cycling. Uh, many of those kids had never cycled before, let alone fix a flat tire or even ride their bike legally on public streets, which means making left-hand turns in a left-hand <laughs> turn lane. You know, we, we, we were able to teach these kids and uh, their parents quite a bit about bicycling, but that was really when uh, I had reached out to Performance Bike to purchase uh, equipment that a lot of these kids needed. And uh, you gave us a big helping hand with a lot of donated gifts <clears throat> from the store. Um, a lot of these gifts, obviously, we used as raffle prizes. Uh, we gave away to the kids so that they can continue, um, you know, riding their bikes. But that was really uh, my first real partnership with Performance Bicycle. And, uh, you know, since then, it's been uh, an ever-developing relationship. Uh, tell us a little bit now about uh, some of the things that you've been doing here with Bike San Gabriel Valley. You know, and that's the one thing, living in San Gabriel, just being able to support you guys and working for a company that actually allows me to, to support you guys. Yeah, not, totally. Yeah, not only my own, you know, by myself, but with my store providing, you know, my mechanics that have been working on bikes for years to be there at, you know, any of your events, you know, uh, and having someone that supports me to support you guys, which supports my community, you know, with you guys when we did Sicovia, you know, having you know not only my store the Santa Monica location also provided some guys yeah yeah absolutely. Um, you know uh, for a bigger event and just being there and again uh, you know helping you guys out to help out the community because overall you know improving you know helping out our community is just gonna improve the community as a whole yeah and then more recently um, we did our our monthly bike ride the bike train uh, back in October we had a big festival kind of uh, barbecue there at the park and uh, man, I couldn't help but feel sorry for you, dude. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, you helped up, you sh- you showed up to uh, you know do all these bicycle mechanics and fix people's bikes. But I couldn't help but notice you had this wild limp. Oh, um, man. I mean, man, that, that that's was... just a testament of your dedication yeah, to that... the community, man. I mean, <laughs> you didn't have to get out there, but you came, you brought all your equipment, and you were limping heavily what happened i actually uh had a a, my foot actually ended up getting uh 
uh, injured that that day before so little by little throughout the day walking around you know checking out bikes it got worse and worse as you saw me it was it was yeah. one of those things I could barely get up. Yeah, I got infected, right? Yeah, I got infected. So by the end of the day, I actually had to get people to help me to the car with all the, well, <laughs> the man, equipment. I mean, I saw your face and you look green. Yeah. And man. I was like, wait a minute, dude. You're too hardcore to be here working on bikes, <laughs> man. <laughs> the, one, uh, the one thing that sticks in my mind, though, you know, what makes me love the fact that, you know, not only working for Performance Bicycles, but I, I remember, you know, a father and his daughter, you know, showing up for the ride, mm-hmm. and his daughter, you know, needed some work on the bike. So I was kind of working on the bike, and on the side, yeah. I could hear um, the the phone of uh, her father was ringing every five, ten minutes, and I kind of overheard. And every every single phone call I was like, "Hey, where are you gonna watch the football game? You're gonna come down and watch the football game?" Right. And his answer was, "That's right, because it's on Sunday." Yeah, it was Sunday. His his answer is not today. I'm with my daughter. You know, I brought her to the park. We're gonna do a nice little bike ride. So today I'm gonna spend the time with my daughter. And, just and if I'm not mistaken, those that's the I can't remember their names offhand, but I think uh, the the uh, the father daughter you're talking about are from Hacienda Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, they had never been out to one of our events before. That was actually the first time, and they had an absolute blast and have been coming ever since. So. Yeah, and experiences like that. I mean, the family aspect of it, and just spending the time with family and kind of evolving that relationship. Yeah, and um, I know the next time. December 30th so she said she's going to bring a whole group of her friends to join us as well so hopefully they show up we'd love to have them um, it's always a, a good time and uh, so anyway um, next year in 2013 um, we have some big plans for growth uh, with this bike train we're going to do uh, it's kind of like a campaign we've been developing called the three 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 fours or four threes <laughs> right <laughs> three parks um uh, Lake Lake, uh, Peck Road Park, and the Santa Fe Dam. Uh, three bike rides. We're going to have an inter- or a beginner's bike ride, three to five miles. They just teach you the basics, uh, the etiquette of riding, um, you know, riding safely on public streets, stuff like that. Basic introduction to cycling, balancing, shifting gears, whatnot. Uh, the second bike ride is going to be a 20 or excuse me, 15 to 25 mile bike ride. That's more for the intermediate riders. And then one thing we're adding also is a 50 to 65 mile bike ride as well. So it's three parks, three rides, and then we're going to have a big barbecue at each one of these as well. So um, I know recently, oh, excuse me, that was my coffee coming back up. Um, recently, we I talked to you about uh, uh, our plans for 2013. And uh, we really much, very much look forward to having you guys and Performance Bicycle uh, providing us with additional support. But, I mean, what exactly what do you do for us? I mean, what, what I mean, obviously I know, but for the listeners, what, what do you do for uh, at these different events? I mean, we, we said that you provide mechanical services, but what's the future for what performance is going to be and how they're going to be involved? You know, I, again, you know, anytime you, we're more than happy to show up, we provide, you know, mechanical services, you know, everything from flat repairs to basic adjustments, brake adjustments, you know, being there, you know, handing out informational flyers, you know, uh, which you've seen, you know, the basics of riding, you know, the you know different flyers with different information. You know, next year hopefully we get a little bit more uh, in, into detail, different things we can do. Um, but it's just a joy for me to be able to actually partner up with Bike SGV, you know, and p- things like that. You know, uh, in Pasadena, you know, we're also part partly uh, uh, sponsoring the uh, cystic fibrosis ride. So mm-hmm. it, it's just trying to uh, build those relationships is what we're trying to do. You yeah, know, totally. Individual stores. And once we get those relationships uh, started, it's just maintaining them and building on that. So, 
you know, who knows what 2013 holds, but we're definitely going to be there to find out. Hopefully after the December 21st, we're all still around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody believes in that. I don't. Uh, all right, cool, Jose, man. Well, thank you very much for coming into the studio, um, you know, taking the time out of your day to join us here. Um, it's always amazing to have you around. Uh, it's always good times. Uh, I do want to move on, though, to the next segment of the show. We got one more person that we'd like to call uh, another uh, store owner. Um, give us a quick second. Enjoy some music in the meantime uh, while we get this person on the line. Again, that was Jose Jimenez, uh, store manager for Performance Bicycle in the city of Pasadena. Thank you, Jose, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. And we're going to take a quick break here. Test, 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 test. Uno, dos, tres. Check, one, two. Mic check. Here we are. All right, everybody. Uh, once again, my name is Javier, uh, program director with uh, Bike San Gabriel Valley. 
Uh, we're here on Bike Talk with KPFK, uh, Pacifica Radio 90.7 FM podcast on killradio.org. How's everybody doing this morning? Uh, actually, now, yeah, soon to be afternoon. Um, all right, everybody. So we just recently had, um, you know, some guests here on the line. We had um, Jose from Performance Bicycle in Pasadena. We had uh, Margaret and Paul from the Bike Lab in uh, Caltech University. Maria Ines Perez from Healthy Azusa. Uh, we also had uh, council members, uh, Victoria Martinez and Violeta Lewis uh, from El Monte and La Puente, respectively. But right now, uh, we have another person on the line. Uh, Nick? Um, Carlos, you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Pretty good, my friend. How are you? Doing great. All right. Good morning. Good morning to you. And uh, um, hey, man. So thank you for joining us on the line. Um, I, I I come to understand that you've been on the show quite a few times. Uh, yes, I've been uh, on a, a couple of times over the I think over the last uh, two two years. Yeah. Very cool, man. Um, so I, I wanted to bring you on the show today specifically for a couple different reasons, man. I mean, you've been such an inspiration to the cycling community in San Gabriel Valley and in the kind of like the East LA area. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself for all our new listeners and, uh, tell us a little bit about the East Side Bike Club and how you got started with that. Sure. Um, I started the, basically I started the East Side Bike Club in June, 2008, um, after, um, I, w- I was, I weighed nearly 400 pounds and basically the doctor, uh, told me that, um, I really had to change my, uh, my lifestyle or else there was going to be a lot of people at my, at, at my funeral. Aye. And, uh, I've been with a doctor for several years. He told me, uh, you know, he, I was seeing a dietitian, a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a suitcase full of medications. Um, and so he, he knew me very well and basically he says, I've done everything that I medically can to help you. And I said, I don't know what to do. And a lot of my family, a lot of my friends, a lot of my colleagues in the industry that I was in, um, would always, you know, tell me, hey, Carlos, you got to lose the weight. You got to watch yourself. And basically, it was the words from that doctor that really, for some reason, just made something snap in my head. And I said, I, ha- I have to change. I have to change what I'm doing. And uh, so I started the Eastside Bike Club with eight friends. And uh, four, four and a half years later, uh, the group has grown to over four, 400 people. And uh, I use the bike club as a support mechanism in order for me to lose the weight. And now um, I find out that we're helping other people lose weight, other people deal with stress. Oh, it's been a very healthy situation for me. That's good. And um, that's pretty much in the nutshell how I got into how I got into cycling. Okay, so I mean, essentially, the bicycle has, uh, in many ways, provided kind of purpose and drive in your life. Right, and kind of, I guess many would argue would say even, maybe even saved your life. Um, so, but I also hear that uh, you've kind of taken it one step further. I mean, you had the East Side Bike Club, and that's been going really well. I mean, you've been doing a lot of different bike rides, a bunch of different events with the community, and kind of made a name for yourself with uh, in the cycling community in itself. But I know that you recently realized another lifelong goal that you've had for a long time. And uh, you actually now have a bike shop in Monrovia, 
Stan's Bike Shop. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was it, it was pretty exciting because uh, part of like what I call my life trans transformation was to try to lose a couple of hundred pounds, and I gained several hundred friends. Nice. And basically, um, one of my uh, things that I wanted to do, uh, it was on my bucket list, was to own a, a bike shop. So one one day, the Eastside Bike Club, about uh, three and a half years ago, did a ride from El Sereno to Monrovia, and we came across Stan's Bike Shop on, on Myrtle Avenue. Yeah. We came in, talked to Stan, and Stan and I have, have become friends. He's been like a mentor to me. Um, he's always helped out the Eastside Bike Club. He called me up and he told me, uh, Carlos, why don't you bring the group over? Um, I'm going to be selling the shop. And he, he didn't know that I, I, I was looking for a shop. So when, we, uh, when I came over, um, I told him that I wanted to buy it. Wow. Um, there was, uh, he told me he had a couple of offers on the, on the table. Um, and some of them were like $70,000 over, over our, our budget. And we didn't have that type of money after talking to him. Uh, basically it was a handshake and he says, you know what? The money's not important to me. It's what you're going to do with this bike shop. What you're, what you're going to do with the community. That's important to me. So Hmm. he basically with that handshake (laughs) that, that afternoon, I took over the bike shop. I gave him a check uh, a week later, and now I've been here for a little over a month. I'm excited. There's people coming in. There is a there is a change here. We are so excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. I had a chance to stop by um, both before and after uh, you took over, and you know, uh, I had a chance to step in there. Uh, what was it about a week and a half ago to check out the shop and just see what you've done differently? And uh, you've turned things around in there, man. I mean, uh, things are a lot different than what it used to be. Uh, but what are some of your plans with that store in regard to how you uh, foresee this impacting the community? I mean, how do you plan on using the space? Yeah, well, some of, some of the things that, that, that we are going to be doing. You know, the uh, the shop was known to be a, a high end uh, shop. Uh, a lot of the road uh, cyclists used to used to come here, and a lot of times I noticed uh, over the years that a lot of the community, the families, the uh, kids, uh, this shop <clears throat> maybe didn't attend to all of their their needs. So some of the changes that we're bringing here, we're actually we're going to develop the uh, our uh, uh, our pro shop to be able to serve all the all the roadies and all the all the high end um, riders out there. But also on the on the main floor, we're we're also going to have a lot of uh, uh, bikes geared toward families. So we have the BMX bikes, we have the city cruisers, the fixed okay. gear. Um, so uh, a lot of the beach cruisers. So it's more uh, of a uh, the main floor is geared toward more uh, family life lifestyle. Okay, very cool. So you have yeah. uh, plans to kind of cater to a larger audience, larger crowd. Uh, you know, with various backgrounds. Very cool, man. He also told me a little bit about um, the warehouse. Uh, I know that you have a warehouse in the back and that, uh, you know, it's a pretty big open space and you plan on using that for education programming. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, actually, one of the, one of the things that uh, the the vision of us having a, a bike shop and this, this kind of worked out, where there is a warehouse area that we have now cleaned up, and we're going to be using it as a community space. The community space is to go out and actually uh, educate uh, families and kids the proper use 
uh, of a bicycle uh, on the streets. There's a lot of politicians and law enforcement officials that are always telling all the cyclists to obey the rules of the road, yet the only um, system that we have here in California to learn the rules of the road is to get your California driver's license. Right. So we have, we have people in the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school, they don't have a driver's license. We have day laborers that don't have a driver's license. And um, there's a big gap, and there's nobody filling that gap. So the Eastside Bike Club had developed a, a training program. It's a three-module uh, program where the, the, the first phase is we go in in a classroom situation um, to uh, show the uh, people markings on the street the, uh, where to position their bikes, where they could be safer. Um, the second uh, module is we actually go into the parking lot, mark up uh, uh, real-life situations, blind inter intersections, driveways, potholes, glass, and what have you. And then the third module is we actually go go into the street with the, a group ride. Hmm. And we've uh, done this uh, type of training out in Los Angeles with different libraries, the churches, and the schools. Right. So now we plan to bring that that situation over here to the San Gabriel Valley. Awesome, man. Well, we're very much excited uh, that, you know, I mean, beyond doing bike rides here in San Gabriel Valley now, you're pretty much uh, you're part of the fabric of San Gabriel Valley in regard to having the bike shop plus all the educational workshops, trainings, the workshop space. Uh, we very much look forward to all the things that you're going to be offering in the future. And, of course, you can always uh, count on Bike SGV for a helping hand uh, to help promote any of the stuff that you got going on. I know that... Um, uh, lastly, you have a uh, a potluck coming up, right? Next uh, is it next Saturday? You know, Javier, I, I we must have had a bad connection. I could barely I could barely hear what what you last said. Oh, uh, I was saying that um, you know, kind of uh, to add to all the things that you've got going on. I know, kind of to kick off the store, you had a grand opening recently, but you're also having a big uh, community welcoming party. Uh, right? Is that, am I correct in saying that that you're going to have a potluck coming up next week? Yeah, actually, uh, this coming um, this coming Sunday, tomorrow, actually. Oh, it's tomorrow. We're having uh, uh, the Eastside Bike Clubs having their Christmas potluck. It's an annual thing that over the years uh, we've gained lots of friendships from all over the city of Los Angeles, and this time we're going to hold the, the potluck, the Christmas potluck, and. Uh, um, What's this called? The uh, White Elephant uh, Gift Exchange. Here at, here at the bike shop, we're going to be using the community room for the first time. We're actually getting it uh, ready as we speak. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's some exciting things happening. Also, um, because of the, uh, how, how important the uh, diabetes is in, in, the, uh, in the minority communities, what we've, I've also become the chair of the American Diabetes Tour, Tour de Cure, oh, yeah. and let, uh, we started a, uh, a bike team with the Eastside Bike Club, and Stan's Bike Shop had its own team, and, and I, me not knowing that I was going to be the owner of Stan's Bike Shop at that time, uh, we started the team, so now what we decided is to merge both teams, so at the Tour de Cure in April the 29th on a, on a Sunday, Starts at the Queen Mary, goes through San Pedro over, uh, over the St. Thomas Bridge into Pacific Palisades. Um, Stan's Bike Club slash the Eastside Bike Club will have one of the largest community teams in the entire tour. Uh, we're how many very people? excited about that. We're actually uh, 
asking community members to uh, come come to the shop. We'll uh, sign them up to be uh, part of this team. Uh, we're taking uh, people of uh, all ages, all abilities. The tour uh, has like a 15-mile ride, a 30-mile ride, a 61-mile ride, and a, and a century, a 100-mile ride. Hmm. Um, and we're starting in, in January, we're going to start doing training rides. So people have like uh, approximately four months every Sunday to come to the shop, 8.30 in the morning, to start training for this. And basically each, each rider uh, raises $175, and this is, this is going for diabetes um, research. It's a great event. It's a very, it's a lot of fun. Um, so we're doing that, and also we got a call from the Los Angeles Dodgers, as as you as you were aware, uh, Javier. Mm-hmm. Last year we did the first annual Dodger Town ride. Yeah. The Los Angeles Dodgers have contacted me last week, and they're eager and excited as I am to start planning for the 2013 Dodger Town ride. Awesome, so man! I know I can only get better. Exciting stuff uh, coming coming along. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun working out of the San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, congratulations once again on the store. Uh, we are all very excited to have you in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, we welcome you with open arms, of course. Um, but before we get going, uh, I do have to let you go in just a bit. But before we do, uh, where can people visit you online to get to get more information about either joining the bike club, uh, or joining the Tour de Cure, or even just checking out your your bike shop? Great. Uh, thank you for that, Javier. So uh, you can catch us on Facebook, and on Facebook, just uh, look up uh, Stan's Bike Shop. We are located at 880 Myrtle Avenue in Monrovia. The shop number here is three two, uh, sorry, 626-357-0020. And if you want more information on the Eastside Bike Club, also on Facebook, it's Eastside Bike Club. And our uh, email address is bikesinla at yahoo.com. Bikesinla at yahoo.com. Yes. Uh, all right, folks. Well, you heard it here live uh, on Bike Talk Radio Show. Uh, Carlos, hey, man, thank you so much for joining us on the, on the air today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we look forward to your success there in Monrovia and beyond. Uh, we are eternally grateful for all the good work and hard work that you do. And uh, we very much look forward to uh, jumping in a ride sometime soon. Very good. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all the friends. We hope to see you guys out on the street. Sounds good, man. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. So that there was uh, Carlos Morales, uh, founder of the Eastside Bike Club and also new bike shop owner of Stan's Bike Shop in Monrovia. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's just got a whole lot of stuff going on in San Gabriel Valley. But, hey, we got a, new, we got a guest here or host of the show uh, just stepped in. Why don't you go ahead and say a couple things? Hi. I, uh, this is TJ uh, uh, Chicken Leather here. And, of course, uh, I went out on the toy ride last night. And it, as it's, it's funny, the... the uh, what is it, San Gabriel Valley? What do you call it? SG? SGV? Yeah, just for sure. Just like like we're some sort of science fiction kind of guys. <laughs> I, I expect to, you know, uh, 
Yeah, what's the 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 guys from uh, the old uh, MacGyver to to show up and and true to their form, they were on the toy ride last night, and they they a couple of guys provided help not only with a a, a chain breaker to replace the one that this guy had this futuristic kind of really chic, it looked like an iPod, huh. and this is a chain breaker, and I'm going. It's really nicely designed. It's ergometrically you mean the, the chain un- breaker tool itself. It's it, yeah. It looked like an. I, th- I thought it had an MP3 player. I, th- I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and then he goes. And wrist. then I realized how it worked. But it was so ergometrically undefinable that it took me forever. And the guy said, "Well, why don't you just hold it and I'll turn it now with." It it had a, it was like a two piece thing that you operated with like a, an Allen key. Okay. So it wasn't complete, and I'm I'm there, and finally the guy goes, "You that thing is really greasy." And I go, "Yeah." And, and the guy goes, "Oh, it was my dad's bike. He found out it was a toy ride, and he just brought out his old bike. And I thought that was really cool, and I didn't want to leave him there, and so I borrowed the bike." And I said, "But but it couldn't shift." He broke two oh, chains man. on it. It was so old, and it was and, just busted up. And the guys from San Gabriel Valley helped me piece it together. And as luck would have it, there was an after party. So I found myself oh, nice. this morning. Uh, uh, somehow I'd lost my bag. And when I got my bag back from Los Angeles, not only did I inherit a, 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 a cute, cuddly creature that, that now they What's said that? They, I had to have on my bike. Uh, I think that was probably better than them welding another bike on my bike because <laughs> I fell asleep. But it was like Christmas morning. I woke up and uh, in, my, in my bag when I got home... Would have been sitting in there as a, I, I guess they used my bag to dumpster dive or something. So not only oh, did nice. I have heavy creamers and and tall house things, I didn't know if they wanted me to make cookies or something <laughs> when I got home. But uh, uh, suffice to say, I did get to uh, the toy ride, and apparently the disc uh, I I had made isn't gonna play here. Here we're gonna try it one more time, and uh, that's me blowing it off. And uh, we're going to see if we can't get some some thing out. And one of the things so last night this? on the toy ride was uh, that after it was all over, there was an after party after party. Not oh, the nice. Los Angeles. The but that goes like into the early wee of the morning. We ended up going to Hollenbeck Park, and, and apparently it's not playing in the in the DV player, so we're going to try and get it later. Um, they provided uh, 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 music by not the gang of Santas, but Santa Youth. And apparently Santa mm. Youth is playing not only uh, tonight, but uh, later on this uh, before the end of the year at a big festival called uh, uh, Family Fest. Is that also at Hollenbeck? Uh, no, it's actually going to be all around Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Apparently so 60 bands are playing oh, between wow. here and... And it's two venues here, and in uh, we, I never think of uh, of Arizona having any kind of uh, music scene, but yeah, exactly. Right. Huh. He's shaking his head in disbelief, and and that's the other thing. So this is the point where I would have put on some Christmas classics, is only interpreted by Santa Youth. We're gonna see if we can't get it running before the end of it. We're we're just about done, but we're never done here on Bike Talk, <laughs> and we're gonna go out there. And as luck would have it. Uh, last week, I, I know you listen intently to all our shows. Of course. Last week we had Carlos on at the opening of his job. So I went out there the week before, missed the show, put on an archive show. I, I know nobody missed it because I think we had zero <laughs> listeners here on the podcast. But hey, that's that's what we're doing. So uh, with, without further ado, I want to thank everybody from last night's toilet that came out. And what was really amazing is after it was all over, in the middle of... of um, the new Los Angeles church, I guess it's a church of biking, hmm. where I got to meet everybody. Um, they, they don't get a lot of respect, but they really stepped up. It, and uh, Mateo, who had organized it, um, 
was telling me the story where where they had dropped it off. I guess all the toys went to uh, the kids at social service. We never really think about discarded kids at Christmas, but uh, like like the uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman and all the rest of those things where uh, there's an island of lost toys. There's an uh, there's there's a whole city of children and they're just sort of so what was going on? I mean, broken and stuff. Well, apparently to- toys donated. To- and, uh, toys. That's or? that's what got you into the party. And in the in the soaking rain, um, people brought toys that were pristine. I don't know what they did. They must have wrapped them in plastic nice. or hid them under their coats or whatever. But they were all great. Uh, we, the guy had brought a van. I think he thought, well, I'll pick up a couple toys after work or something. We filled the van. He had to make another trip. And then afterwards, they, we all uh, sort of congregated under the Sixth Street Ridge for a little bit. And nice. even the police were dissuaded to take us all in and, and press charges. So it was it was a fun thing. And and you know it's a good bike ride when you can talk the cop out of, out yeah. of it. Maybe it's Christmas. So The holiday spirit. Huh? Well, yeah. And so that's the point where... I would have put on that the Christmas. Be. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna try again. So anyway, let's give it one more go. Why don't you recap everything that's gone sure, on the show? Sure. Sure. Okay. So uh, once again, uh, this is Javier um, with Bike San Gabriel Valley. Uh, before I sign off here, I do want to remind all the listeners here that uh, December thirtieth, Sunday, December thirtieth, we're gonna have our last bike train of the year. Uh, we really encourage you guys to come on out uh, for right before the the new year comes in. Uh, join us for a bike ride. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to do our normal um, emerald necklace loop. We'd love to have you guys out and uh, enjoy a nice, crispy uh, morning bike ride uh, with all you guys. So I do want to give out a couple of shout-outs before I head out. Um, of course, to all of the guests that participated today, uh, kind of working my way backwards, uh, Carlos Morales of Stan's Bike Shop, uh, Jose Jimenez, store manager over at uh, It's uh, It's Plane. Store manager of uh, Performance Bicycle in Pasadena. We also had Paul and Margaret of uh, Caltech University's Bike Lab. We had council members Victoria Martinez and Violeta Lewis of El Monte and La Puente. And, of course, Maria Inez Perez of uh, Healthy Azusa. Uh, Of course, shout out to all my colleagues over at Bike SGV. I miss you guys and gal. Uh, Keep up the good work. And uh, keep up the good work to all you other bicycle advocates out there. Um, I know we're going to eventually uh, get the change that we seek here. Happy holidays. Yes, and happy holidays. Yes. And, and of course, uh, it's la- last day of yeah, Christmas, last day of Hanukkah, and, of course, Festivus for the rest of us. Hey, you know what? I don't have this year's In the Rain ride. This okay. is this is the, the ride a couple years in the rain. Look at that. All right. We'll yeah. sign it off with that. So you, it's, it's still L.A. It's still the rain. It's just... Vintage uh, rain now. It looks like a good crowd, though. How go. many people would you say? Oh, on this one? This is one where it started out, and I, I'm sure there were a 1,000 people. Oh, wow. So a 1,000 people in the rain doing their best for, for what is it, God and country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like James Bond. That's You know, that's what they have to do. They We have to reinvent Santa Claus. He's, he's getting to your apartment. He's leaving toys. He's leaving without any kind of thing. He's the ultimate spy. You know, in the off-season, I bet you Santa Claus is doing some work for you-know-who. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this has been Javier with Bike San Gabriel Valley signing off. I'll smell you all later. Ciao.
lot. That was a great show. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Thank you. I was going to call in, but I figured out what the hell. Five minutes away. Yeah, fantastic. I, I'm serious about this. In the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, I'm breaking this thing. And it was, it was horrible doing this. And, and 